this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I'm Michael Tabor. And Michael, we've got kind of a classic episode here this week. Yeah, we're returning to some uh, some personal favorites. You know, it's it's nice to spend time with friends. You know, we're vaccinated <laughs> now. We're starting to do some uh, little get-togethers. So it's time to check in on some people that we hadn't had a chance to, like, you know, really ha- share some fellowship with. Not that any of them are vaccinated, but it's still <laughs> exciting to see them. <laughs> it works out okay for us in the end. I remember... Actually, let's get into what we're talking about, and then I have a little, little, little memory lane on that. Oh, a little anecdote, yeah. little story time. Uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, two of our favorite topics. One, the transformed wife. Hell yes. We're back in the saddle, boys. Uh, we, are, we are ready <laughs> to learn about how patriarchy is good yep. and uh, the deceiving spirit of women everywhere. Uh <laughs> She was the person I wanted to talk about always. Yeah, I would love to do a Transform Wife podcast, to be oh, honest. Man. Like if we if were going to spin off. Could we just become Transform Wife Reply Guys? Like, you know those people that made whole careers <laughs> out of being Trump Reply Guys? Like, what if we were the crash? Sir, you are brothers? a Cheeto. <laughs> There's a guy. Anyway. Um, but she remember her post this is especially relevant in a covid world where she because is such a patriarchal person believes of course the man has absolute power in a relationship was like what if your husband wants to vaccinate your kids like it was for her the oh, ultimate yeah. cross like how did you even make that decision as an anti-vax uh aficionado from way back way how does the transformed wife uh, deal with uh, your husband making the terrible decision to let your child not get polio. <laughs> it was genuinely like she wrote like a long post about it and was like, I guess you let him do it, but you really encourage him not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you try to woo him with your feminine wiles. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, Lori a yep. little bit. Problematic gonna, fave. Yeah. We're also going to be getting into uh, the upcoming Southern Baptist Convention annual meetup. Hell yeah. Hangout. Mm. Uh, the thing that we will be flying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'm a delegate. What are you going to do? I, a messenger, Zachary. Oh, They're called me. messengers. I I'm so glad you know that. Can we go undercover in an SBC church and get membership just so that they can send us to this I thing? I think it would be extremely easy for us to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be really here, undercover. <laughs> but we're like youngish white males. They would be thrilled to have us there. They would offer us like a leadership role in a few weeks. Gosh, we have been sleeper agents for the SBC from the moment we popped out of the womb. <laughs> <It's, laughs> we were born for this role. <laughs> it, I mean, literally, yes. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to be getting into that upcoming showdown and all of the uh, fun craziness it connects mm. to, like some critical race theory, uh, Russell Moore. Our boy. Uh, <laughs> our our, our, uh, our Kevin McCarthy-esque man fighting against Trump. Yeah, yeah. The one good man. <laughs> Not so much. Uh, Russell Moore saw me playing a video game last week and he came over and slapped my face and he- told, told me I should do my murders in real life like a man. That's right. He wrote the sex murder article. He wrote, he wrote the fuck He's murder such article. such a fucking weird guy. Yeah. Okay. To hop right in. Yes. The transformed wife is back in the news. Mm, uh, love this her. Was, came from a Christian Post article, uh, which I have not spent a lot of time with, but seemed spectacularly reactionary. So I look forward to returning to. Uh, but this one was titled, Women Controlling Husbands with Sex, Other Means is destructive this is such a like it it feels like kind of a porny thing like with these titles it definitely feels like a like like ooh, googling women controlling sex women controlling husband with sex it's like like, i just i don't understand the problem yeah uh, (laughs) let me just put this out there uh hello dear partner you can control me with sex anytime (laughs) you want to not that she needs to no it's not required but you know it, yeah, it's 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 very it's dear dear penthouse. I never thought this would happen to me. So we're gonna learn a new term today. Zach. Okay, uh, and that term is called the matriarchal spirit. 
And I'm going to intro this, and then we're going to take a <laughs> little that, detour. Is that the title of this week's episode? <laughs> the Matriarchal Spirit. Uh, <laughs> specifically, The Dangers Of. Um, oh, yeah. oh. So we're going to introduce this, and then we're going to take a little detour back into uh, a Transformed Wife origin story. I'm excited. You know, we're all living in the MCU universe, mm. the MC oh universe gosh. universe. <laughs> and it, is, it is redundant, in fact. <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes you just got to do a little side story, a little back. This is our Mandalorian. This is our Black Widow. Mm, there you go. Okay. So this is the quote, one of several. We, meaning wives, presumably transformed wives, do not use sex to manipulate. <laughs> Presuming trans, meaning trans wives. It's weird that she's based on this one issue. <laughs> uh, we do not use sex to manipulate our husbands. We do not deprive our husbands sexually. <laughs> we give it to him. Okay, all right. She is a little based here. Uh, willingly and freely because we just love pleasing our husbands. And again, the pornography here yeah, is coming just, through. It, it's very it's very porny. Uh, so women, rid yourselves of that matriarchal spirit. Just give it to the Lord. It's an idol in your Wait, life. Wait, also give it to the Lord? Give it to your husband? <laughs> We're giving it to everyone, man. <laughs> that, sound, that sounds like a matriarch I'd like to meet. Okay. Uh, it's hurting your marriage. It could potentially destroy your marriage. So what's, now we know. What's up? Uh, the matriarchal spirit. Zach, it could destroy your marriage. Could it? <laughs> uh, according to Lorianne, yes. Um, okay. So. As I was reading this article, before we okay. dive into the definition of the matriarchal spirit. Which is exciting. Which I'm sure will be uh, very helpful for all of us Not problematic today, at all. Uh, they mentioned a USA Today article that was written about Lori a couple years ago. Ooh. And I followed this link and read this article. And it was, you know, the same toxic bullshit that comes up every time with right. Lori. But... It did have some details. See, that's exciting because she has kind of appeared on the scene a little bit like Athena from the forehead of Zeus. Like, I don't believe women should vote. Like, fully mm -hmm, formed. Mm -hmm. Vaccines are for monsters. No, if you told me that she was like a real-life time traveler, I would believe it because of just how she popped out fully formed being like, you know what I hate? Suffrage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's a take. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting in 2021. Uh, but Lori, as it turns out, wasn't always this way. You see, she grew up in one of them, their feminist households. <gasps> yeah. Uh, she, she said her father caught what she refers to as the feminist bug and insisted that his daughters attend college and have their own careers. I, I really want to make a joke about how it's HPV, but that might be on the line. <laughs> There's a vaccine for that now. But Lori doesn't believe in those. <laughs> Uh, so Lori didn't grow up this way, which is kind of crazy. That's insane. As we've talked about with like quiverful mm. families and a lot of this stuff, <laughs> it gets passed down generationally. Yeah, so like her dad being like a somewhat feminist doctor who like made sure that his daughters went to college. Like that is just mind blowing that this like she did a whole 180. This is her punk rock phase. This is her rebellion. Isn't she like 50 or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely in her late 50s. Uh, so she became a teacher. But she wasn't happy. She wasn't happy being a teacher. This woman, I, I really want to be like, hey, Lori, you hate capitalism. You don't hate feminism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the story with and all no of these No one's happy things. working. Yeah. Working sucks. Yep. That's Force why I would never do it. Yeah. No, never have, never will. Fuck that's work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck work, get paid. Fuck work, do podcasts. <laughs> don't get paid for the podcasts. <laughs> why would we okay. do that? So then Lori gets married. Okay. But the marriage has some problems. We argued from the start, Lori says, and that's how I saw things modeled in my home growing up. I had a lot of people talking in my ear about how things were supposed to be, that Ken should help out around the house. I would go home and I would get mad at him. I was always complaining that he watched too much TV, left the newspaper spread around, ate too much junk. <laughs> I love the nagging of Ken here. Ken, <laughs> Ken was a total piece of shit. Yeah, Ken, Ken, garbage human. Worthless. He was sitting around on peeing on newspaper, yeah. eating Taco Bell with his bare hands like a dog. Ken is a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> Ken is not that cute, though. Oh, Ken is definitely not that cute. We love that. Is, it's so funny that, like, Ken sucks. And her explanation is not, Ken sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to radically redefine her whole worldview just to get around how much Ken sucks. Do you think Ken still sucks? Oh, Ken definitely still sucks. 
Do you think Ken has gotten better? Or do you think Ken has gotten worse because his wife is willing to indulge him? And that's a bit of a leading question. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, listen. Um... <laughs> While we're doing random conjecture. Oh, this is, this is so dangerous. Uh, in my experience, uh, husbands left to their own devices <laughs> are fucking cool and red. Yeah, no, no uh, they are dudes rock. I, I don't know. I don't know whether Ken got better or worse. I just know that Ken clearly sucks. I really, here's the thing. It's impossible to know because at this point, we are getting her, her, all of this from her own perspective. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit of truth, obviously, because yeah. you're getting a glimpse. I would just love to know now. Yeah. So the question is, does Ken actually suck? Or is Ken literally just a dude that eats a bag of chips sometimes? Right. And Lori just spent right. the first 23 years of their marriage being furious with him. Like, what Like what if Ken was amazing? Like, what if Ken accidentally... <laughs> it was... The paper was in the recycling, but just a corner of it was out. Like... Ken like had a bag, not even of Doritos, but of like tortilla chips. Like mm. he was enjoying some bean dip, like a it. nice black organic corn chip. Right. Yeah. And she was just losing her mind. What if he was spreading the paper around uh, under like her easel so she could do her art without making a mess? What if she hit him when that <laughs> oh, happened? God. All right. I'm not sure what the joke really is there, but well. Uh, <laughs> It's at Ken's expense. I know that. Uh, okay. There was always so much that I could be upset about that he was not living up to my perfect standards. It was really ugly. And I'm sad I wasted so much of our marriage on that. And then she read a book. And this book. This was the first problem. Revolution. I never. You know oh, what I don't do? Right. I don't read. <laughs> that is how we made it through our whole lives, Dane. <laughs> If you don't learn things, you can't be responsible for that knowledge. Yeah, no, people always come up to me, ask me to do things like do math, read instructions. I can't do it. I shrug. I walk away. I eat chips. <laughs> you go back to those Doritos. It's fucking Spread awesome. Spread a little newspaper around. Make a nice nest. Get comfy. <laughs> so disgusting. Okay. So she read a, read a book, and this book is already kind of weird from the title because it's called Created to Be His Helpmeet. Mm. Now, why? Okay. You grew up in a feminist household. Something happened before this book. I think you don't pick up a book with the word help me in it from a feminist frame of reference is all I'm saying. We need to be specific. that It's spelled M-E-E-T. Yes. I initially assumed that that they they meant help mate, which would Mm -hmm. be still disturbing, but it would at least make some form of sense. Uh, but I think actually the typo was not misspelling uh, meat for mate, but M-E-E-T for M-E-A-T. It's it's so good. It's just so present. Okay. So I found some selections from this book to help us understand yes. how to become transformed wives. Yes. Um, the ultimate goal of this podcast. <laughs> I mean, that is what we are transforming into more and more every day. Not not for our listeners, but for us. Yeah, just for me. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, it's so just... you can be happy while I'm a piece of shit spreading newspaper. Around. It's the only way I'm going to happen. <laughs> Uh, so I read a review, and this review was coming from a fairly conservative source, but this this review still had some concerns, namely that this book is apparently mean as hell. Uh, so just as <laughs> okay, an- now, now I'm realizing why I really respond <laughs> yeah, to yeah. her so much. Why you vibe with the transformed wife? Yeah. Uh, so in this book, created to be his helpmeet, uh, the author is describing an interaction with a woman who worked in a local store. She refers to her as an overweight hillbilly who Whoa. was ugly. Whoa. And, and I don't okay. mean normal ugly. I mean hillbilly ugly, which uh, is worse hey, than regular ugly. I resemble that remark, yeah, and yeah. I don't appreciate it. Uh, shout outs to uh, others that share in our hillbilly ugliness. Yeah, I'm here it, for that. Uh, I would really love to write a book called Hillbilly Ugliness instead of Elegy. Ooh, yeah. That, 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 that would be way better. I mean, Hillbilly Elegy is a book about how that guy also thinks hillbillies are a special brand of awful and ugly. But our book would be about hillbillies are actually beautiful. Uh, at another point, um, she is describing, the author is describing an interaction with a woman she had conflict, conflict with mm-hmm. and labels her the crazy lady. Whoa. Already a little problematic. It's not great. Not great. Uh, that The woman she's arguing with apparently ends up having a nervous breakdown, at which point Pearl, the author, is quick to asso- uh, say that that breakdown was God's judgment upon this woman. Oh, wow. This this has really taken a whole new level. God had visited her with madness. Whoa. Right? That is... 
pretty cool. <laughs> no, that is so fucked up. Uh, this woman uh, getting to the point where she, not only is she like, oh, there is no such thing as mental health. It's all just demons. But no, it's right. God's judgment. No, it's I not like, even the demons. This is God. Mental health is real. Mental health problems are real, but they are God being mad at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God is just a pissy bitch. Everyone knows this. God makes you crazy. God does make me a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. Uh, when talking about having sex with your spouse, uh, the author says, don't talk to me about menopause. I know all about menopause. <laughs> it's a lame excuse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you think your body is special or has special needs? God made it for this purpose. Stop the excuses. This person is like really coming from a point, very specific point of view. Yeah, it's... Mm, not great. It's not. It's no. It's it's not great. It's not great. Uh, one. Let me just say for any of the women out there, menopause is absolutely a time for you to take a nice little break. I mean, do whatever you feel. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care at I, all. Yeah, chill. Don't chill. Do go drugs. On go on a rampage. Rob don't a bank. A Rob a bank. Robbing a bank should be a rite of menopausal passage. I think that would be so cool if you just had like fifty-four-year-old women out there yeah. robbing banks every day, and on the stand are like, uh, "I was on menopause," and and they just get applaud. They applaud. Yeah, that should just that clap. should be a get-out-of-jail-free card for pretty much anything. <laughs> like <laughs> that would be a way more interesting world. That would be a way better wait, wait, world. Wait, 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 a podcast. We start called the menopause murders, and yeah. it's just about women who murder on menopause. <laughs> but again, do whatever you want. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, this ce celebration. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> like, it's not Thank a judgment. You. This is a, like, damn, look at this lady base. She clipped 12 CEOs on menopause and living her best <laughs> life. Uh, look at this lady. She divorced Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> come on the pod, Melinda. Oh, don't come on the pod, Melinda. <laughs> We are not Melissa simping on this podcast. We're not simping. I just want to know what's up with that Jeffrey Epstein fellow that you've been hanging out with. Yeah, that you both have been hanging out with. But, hey, listen, I'm not saying it was okay when you did that, but do you want to burn Bill Gates on this pod about it? Eh, eh? Okay, all right. That that I'm okay with. Um, okay, she also warns against women having close friendships with other women. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, she says that a bond for a woman with anyone other than their husband is a perverted expression of women satisfying women. Ladies, have you been being friends with your ladies satisfying each other too much? <laughs> ladies. In a perverted way? Ladies. If so, hop on our Discord. <laughs> okay, no. God, we're... We why are we getting horny reading this? I, I don't know. Ladies, is it gay to have friends? <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. Let me tell you, as a fella, it is. So I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. And then uh, this lady is obviously, like, fielding questions from other women yeah. who unfortunately think that she's a resource to help them. Uh, so there was a woman who was suspicious that her husband might be having an affair. Mm -hmm. Uh was told that she needs to learn to use her feminine wiles. Oh, a joke I made five minutes ago. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh with no knowledge of the facts, Pearl calls the husband's secretary a cheap slut. Whoa. Whoa. We don't even know this lady. Maybe she's a very expensive slut. Okay. <laughs> if she wants to be. Or if she's on menopause. <laughs> uh, she advises the wife that instead of confronting her husband in any way, yep. she should instead merely ooze sexuality constantly. <laughs> Until she okay. has successfully seduced him. That's so funny. I really want to know. I really want to sit down with this author and be like, what do you mean? What does ooze yeah. sexuality First of all, constantly? Yeah, let's just Are talk like about that. At lunch, just in a strappy negligee, sitting there trying to be normal, trying to order some eggs. Yeah. Uh, be, learn, learn the ways of the sexy slug. Just always be Are oozing. You, are you... Are, do you do you, do you like lean so hard into decolletage that you start falling out? Like yeah. like what? Where is this going? It's it's uh it's not great advice. It's not great advice. But I, it, I also don't think oozing and sexuality should never go together. No, no, I'm sorry. It's already oozy enough. No, no, no need to kink shame. But I'm gonna kink shame a little bit. We need a little <laughs> less ooze in our sexuality. You know what? It's about time we had less <laughs> ooze and fucking <laughs> track half podcast. Here we go. <laughs> Um. So this this is the book that created wow. the transformed wife. It in fact did transform her life. 
I, I'm sort of wonder if this is a ring situation. What if anyone who reads this becomes an absurd yeah, trad right? person? Oh, totally. Like, should we read the book? Will we go insane? With the, the Necronomicon, like the dark knowledge of, of wivehood. Uh, the Patronomicon? <laughs> okay, there it is. Um, but it's important. This is how the USA t- Today article ends about Lori the Transformer yes. wife. Lori wants you to know that she vibes. Okay. Like she, <laughs> okay. Listen. Did she at one point say that men prefer debt-free virgins with no uh, without, uh, without, tattoos. without tattoos? Of course. Does she think that women should be able to go to college and or vote? Not so much. Yeah. But she wants you to know that she has friends who do all these things. What the fuck? She said, I have friends who are full-time working, moms, friends with tattoos, and I love them. In real life, I'm a very loving and kind person. You read a book that said friend. Are you gay with these people, Lori? <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. I'm for that. Yeah. But, Lori, it sounds like you're being kind of gay with these people. Yeah, Lori, that sounds like close friendship. You're saying that you love them. Sus. Sus. Uh, sounds like what you should be doing with your husband. Lori. I love that this woman is pulling out the classic racist card it's of, like, funny. I have a black friend, but for, like, a working mother <laughs> or a person with a tattoo. <laughs> like holy and, mother of god and you know it's like one tattoo on her ankle in hebrew <laughs> like, Are, is the, okay no wait do ladies get hebrew tattoos it's a good question know. it's a good question what, I, what's the christian lady tattoo i don't know if i know i hate to i hate to admit i don't know anything well that's we're, we're podcasters yeah <laughs> we're obviously. not allowed to know things <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i mean i think probably some do of course um but I, I'm not going to speculate on this. I feel like anything I do is like not going to... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, hit us in the DMs. I want to okay. know. Now, let's get back to that term we discussed earlier. Okay. The matriarchal spirit. An important term. A term that we need to understand. To help us understand, we're going to read something from the Daughters of Promise. Uh, that is extremely upsetting. An Anabaptist trad wife blog that okay. is... The most like early 2010s Instagram vibes, like the Daughters of Promise. I'm pretty sure was the female version of the Hitler Youth. <laughs> yeah, it would make sense. Okay, so the matriarchal spirit could also be called the Jezebel spirit. Yes, and it uses seduction. Is that be- is that a better title? <laughs> <laughs> Womanly wiles or sexual means to control men, which again is confusing to me. Yeah, because the book that transformed the transformed wife was mm-hmm. just saying you need to ooze your husband back into faithfulness. Yeah, I that sounds is that sounded good to me. Is that the Jezebel ooze? I don't know. I don't know. Is that a branding thing? Which ooze is this, a is this ooze post? before me? <laughs> if those don't work. Uh, the matriarchal spirit will use shame and sarcasm, scorn and arrogance. This spirit, according <laughs> to the mi- ministry, specifically targets the weak and wounded, the hurt, the rebellious, and the rejected. It uses flattery, smooth words, smooth in words. quotes prophecies. Um, hey, ladies, have you been using prophecies <laughs> yeah. to control your man? <laughs> have you been Have you been talking about the kingdom to come to make are, your husband do swinging? the dishes? <laughs> it's back around to the Twitter witches of just like, hey, are you doing incantations? <laughs> I have, did you, in fact, vex the moon with your prophecies, ladies? It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, most women, according to this blog, have the matriarchal spirit. Which that- brings... Okay. <laughs> Lori Alexander fucking hates women. Women. Yeah, I mean, um, the fundamental premise of this is that women suck. Yeah, and it's incoherent, I think. Well, like, obviously. It's so incoherent in that, like, you're supposed to, one, always be sexually available to your husband right. and meet his needs at all times. like, But do like, not control him that way. Yeah, but absolutely never use that for anything, right. but still do it all this. I don't know. It just gets, it it's, doesn't make a I lot mean, of it's sense. It's very much like, this is, yeah. I hate to acknowledge some theory here, but, you know, like, all the feminist shit of, like, women are punished for being too sexual, for not being sexual enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's the... You were sub- simultaneously supposed to be the, like... Uh, the virgin whore of it all. Yeah, it's the virgin whore, but it's, it's like, it's like you're su- simultaneously supposed to be, like, a prairie wife and yes. in a, like, 24-7, like, dom-sub relationship. Like, it, both of these things have to exist at both times. Does Prairie Wife Dom okay. Summer? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is how that- <laughs> this is how Lori's article ends. Being right doesn't matter. <laughs> well, that's good for you, Lori. You're right. You know what? That's that's smart of you to realize that. God doesn't care that you are right. 
God doesn't even want you to be right. Wait, what? <laughs> he cares that you're submissive and you have a meek and quiet spirit. I love that, like, the argument here essentially is like, is your husband wrong? Of course. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah. He, he is so fucking useless. Like He hasn't gotten up from that couch. It's in weeks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is your husband one giant bed sore on one side? Yeah. Has your husband uh, driven a car in the past 10 years or does he just watch NASCAR? Is your husband... <laughs> doesn't matter. He is still the font of spiritual authority yeah. in your home. It doesn't matter what he did. Yeah. It doesn't matter what he believes. It doesn't matter if he's out there sleeping with that slutty secretary. It doesn't matter if he's a podcaster. Oh my God. I know. It's Subhuman disgusting. shit. Uh, so... Then she says one of my favorite lines, and it was one of the things that made me want to delve into this because it's just, it's, it's so good. Having a matriarchal spirit, Lori says, <laughs> it's the opposite of being feminine. Speaking of incoherent. Yeah, which sort of begs the question, why did you use a feminine term to define the spirit that is the opposite of femininity? Is the matriarchal you? spirit secretly masculine? Does that also make it right, though, because men are supposed to be in charge? <laughs> I'm so lost. Got you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people people get real butthurt about uh, leftists uh, trying to dismantle, like, gender norms and such. But, <laughs> dude, I can't even follow this, like, two-spirit shit here. Mm. <laughs> yeah it's uh i all i know is i'm a little into it okay um okay so then uh just to bring this home i was browsing through Lori's blog past topics such as is obligation sex toxic i her blog is a insane place yeah and found an article called men no longer want to marry which is a litany of all the like super patriarchal terrible shit we've already talked about Dude. I live in LA. Most of my friends are not Christian or religious. And they eventually all want to get married. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, marriage is a class distinction, not a not a, not a a cultural one. Yeah, obviously. And, like... Just, uh, shut the fuck up, Lord. It's basically just a picture of, you know, people milking cows with a winky face. You yeah, know, it's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. article. But what was interesting is at the end of it, she brings uh, some apocalyptic stakes to this whole question Ooh. that I think is quite interesting. The MCU universe. For Lori, uh, her form of biblical, heavy quotation marks, womanhood, also heavy quotation marks, uh, is essential to the preservation not just of the family or mm -hmm. a family, but the nation itself. Okay. And once the family is destroyed as the feminists want, the nation is destroyed. We can see the consequences of this all around us. The only way this nation has a chance of surviving is if women will turn away from feminism and begin to build up their marriages and homes. I mean, I don't really like America anyway. So, yeah. like, that sounds cool. Yeah. The nation doesn't survive. Feminism destroying America would be cool and awesome. Yeah. Super into that idea. <laughs> yes, we are coming for your family and we are coming I, for this I nation. wish feminism had that power. Yeah. It definitely Hon honestly, does not. It super does not. But it would be cool if it did. It'd be sweet. Yeah, uh, this version of feminism is the feminism I want. Yeah. The feminism that is actually dangerous to the structures of our world? Hell yeah. Uh, the feminism that isn't just Sheryl Sandberg uh selling out democracy on facebook would be sweet yeah uh the feminism that isn't just uh more more uh female war criminals uh but i thought that was just interesting because one mm -hmm. uh why is this a national problem not a worldwide problem for you like it's so funny uh like the the dog whistling nationalism is obviously there sure. and duh and obvious and i i think if you asked her she'd be like well this is the only christian yeah nation it's, blah, it's blah. so inbuilt it's almost it's, it's assumed uh, but it is fascinating to me that it is limited to the national scope. But it's also fascinating that in addition to needing to subjugate yourself to your husband at all times for all purposes, you also are responsible for the fate of our nation. That's on you. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's pretty much it. Uh, Lori is out here telling you. Um, I, so America is going to be destroyed if ladies don't start having kids and being subjected to their husbands. As out there as Lori's positions are, yeah. even amid, amidst like conservative Christians, and and some of them are more than others, but honestly, it's more her rhetoric yeah. than her underlying she, beliefs. She says the quiet part loud, yes. blah, blah, blah. Um, but I have seen a lot of this mirrored across like complaints about BLM. Oh, uh, yes. Like that, this, the, the whole like, oh, the foundation of our nation is the nuclear family is like a really old trope that I have definitely heard in a lot of cases. 
it's an extremely old argument taken to an absurd conclusion and, and in some ways though also it's a logical conclusion like this is this is actually what all the complementarians want at the end of the day yeah uh and it is in fact about the fate of nations for them um because they are all theocrats deep down yeah and and for them the family is a microcosm of the society they want to build. Yeah. And the society they want to build is top down. Hierarchy is is a literal patriarchy. Yeah. It is 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 a feature. And so you have to build the culture around a small version of that, built around a small patriarchy and then build the country into a big patriarchy. It's all part of the same project of building a hierarchical state built that is purely built around these gender and social roles indeed um they're not going to succeed but they are going to succeed more than you want yeah i was going to say like they're not going to succeed in terms of the culture but yeah they're kind of succeeding in terms of the laws which is it's not great not ideal <laughs> no when, people who when care about material conditions yeah when abortion is banned it's gonna real suck yeah exactly and yeah anyways let's get on to our second topic yes. um i love the transformed wife yeah what can i say uh listen not not um not zach's most problematic fascination <laughs> <laughs> I, i've got to stop sliding into her dms <laughs> yeah, i would like to. what if i was flirting with the transformed wife like what if i was like Hey girl, I like your I like your submissive spirit. <laughs> what if you were like, "Hey girl, uh, allow me to make myself available to you always." <laughs> what if I made her feel bad about it? You your your matriarchal spirit is still getting me going, lady. And oh. then she wonders like, "Wait, am I doing something yeah, wrong?" Yeah, yeah. She's like, him? "I've become a Jezebel." <laughs> I'm the cheap slime. <laughs> God, right, let's move on. <laughs> Okay, so I do have some good news for you, Zach. Yes. It can be hard to find good news in 2021. Uh, the world is hell. Everything is garbage. Mm -hmm. um, but one little bit of good news is that the Southern Baptist Convention is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Did we knife it? Because that would be cool. Uh, Did, am I personally responsible Yes. Nice. You, Zachary. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you did it. You done did it. I always wanted to do something, so Aww. this is exciting. That's a good thing to do, honestly. Yeah. Uh, if you could single-handedly topple the SBC, that would be pretty cool. Uh, I would like to top the SBC. Okay. Parody, parody in the game. Uh, so they just released their national, like, or their yearly document on, like, attendance and such. Mm -hmm. They lost 435,000 members Holy in shit 2020. Fuck. That's ins that. Really is a death blow after the year before. Yeah, so to put this in perspective, at its height in 2006, the SBC had a little over 16 million members. Yep. Uh, last year, they lost 288,000, which Ooh. was the biggest loss in uh, over 100 years wow. for the SBC. This is the ninth straight year of losses, and it is, you know, closing in on doubling wow. the amount that was lost last year. So, like... Oof. pretty fucking substantive and i think a, a really interesting yeah. context for the things we are going to be discussing as the spc continues to eat its own tail and invite yeah. and like get a little crazier but uh but yeah so it their total membership is down to around 14 million still the largest non-catholic uh, yeah. denomination would really like to get rid of both those uh but uh, mirroring losses that you're seeing in a lot of other denominations mm. uh but at a much higher um, number and a similar to slightly higher percentage than other uh, sort of evangelical or mainline Fascinating. Uh, things. So, uh, hey, maybe one day, week two, can get rid of the SBC and the Catholic Church in this country. That would be nice. I want to live in that world. Listen, I want to abolish a lot of things. <laughs> Uh, but the SBC is definitely on the list. It's pretty, I'd say it's high, relatively high on the list. Uh, so, this was my favorite 
little quote from the uh, religious source that I was reading this information from. Mm -hmm. It says, one potentially morbid reason for some of the 2020 losses in membership could be deaths from COVID-19. Deaths overall increased 17.7% from the year before. Okay, so some of that is definitely COVID, which is, I'm laughing because I'm terrible, but also, like, they're just hella old. Sure, yeah, and given that COVID killed older Americans at higher rates than younger Americans, and that the membership of SBC churches skews older, a correlation is possible if undocumented, to which I would also add, the SBC legendarily fought to keep its churches open. So this, even though it's not saying it, this article is somewhat saying, yes, church killed your grandma. Man, that's grim. Which, for the record, did fucking happen. It did fucking happen. That's sad. Yeah, there are people in churches I know who attended church, got COVID-19, and died. Um, and that is not an uncommon story uh, because, again, so many of these places just not yeah. only continued holding services, but flaunted every attempt at regulation. You know, no masks, indoors, singing, etc. Tons like, of awful posts being like comparing themselves to the, uh, the early church in Rome being like, we are fighting. We are fighting for freedom. We are fighting yeah. To, like, not be closed in the new Rome. And it's like, guys, you... you Listen, if you want to draw that comparison, that's fine. I'm just going to be over here buying some lions for reasons we'll get to <laughs> later. <laughs> lions are cool animals. That's obviously... Lions are obviously very cool animals. Um, they should be protected and free. Oh, I love lions. Maybe free in an SBC church. Who's to say? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Is it the lion's choice? I think so. If do we turn the altar into a pride rock? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Took a turn, but I like it. Okay. In addition to the uh, free falling membership numbers, they also reported having a fifty percent decline in baptisms. Obviously, some of this is correlated with COVID nineteen right. and churches that were in fact not meeting. Uh, but again, nine straight years of decline on that front. And Oof. because Baptists are weird, they often count baptisms as more relevant than actual church membership. So it's significant. Okay. Uh, interestingly, they only took like 1% less money and, uh, just to like, that's not that surprising to me. I see. I found that interesting that like people would potentially not be attending church, but, but I guess there's something to be said for the fact that like a lot of money comes from sources other than just people passing a congregation. Yeah. A lot of money comes from that. Rich people didn't lose any of their money too. And so much of the people that give money in church, and this is not to like slander for poor folks. You don't need to necessarily be tithing anyway, uh, particularly the SBC. Yeah, definitely. But a lot of the, you know, I both know this, a lot of the funding from churches comes from more of a handful of families typically than anything else. Sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, And just for perspective, the total, the total church receipts uh, around 11.5 billion. Just to like. I don't think I knew that they had that much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, that's like, I think that's all the money coming in. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's not like the SBC is a denomination that has those billions. But I I do think it's an important metric for just like how much money is being thrown around, particularly when a lot of these churches are involved in bigger programs. One tenth of a Bill Gates, roughly. And so probably one tenth of the kids abused. Gotcha. Perfect. That's just quick math. Yeah, but hey, you, you said do, you couldn't do math. I, you know what? I just, I'm humble about it. I don't, like, I don't like to brag. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> uh, okay, so lots of people leaving the SBC. Fucking good. Great. Sure. Love to see cool. it. Cool. It's funny to me. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, especially the ones that aren't grandmas. Uh, I think it's a very good thing. Yeah, if you didn't have to die on the way out, it's just yeah. kind of fun. It's pretty awesome. One of the people leaving, one Russell Moore. Wow. Yeah. Russell Moore, head of the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission, uh, who has been embattled in his role, as we've talked about a couple times. Uh, Russell Moore has been sort of a a favorite topic of ours because he is simultaneously just as much of an asset as all the rest of these fuckers. (laughs) You know, we already referenced the... uh, the video game article he wrote about how like men look at porn and play video games when they should be out doing actual murder and yep. sex. Uh, it is because he's a normal cool it's guy. It's the most Freudian thing we've ever read on this show. He basically is like, men should get aroused going to war, and it's like, oh, oh. should hmm. they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all agree that guns are big metal penises. Yeah, but, and, and cool, and but, cool. But <laughs> wait. <laughs> Did he nail us? <laughs> Damn, Russell Moore owned us. Uh, but uh, despite being like just as vehemently pro-life, yeah. uh, just as militantly anti-gay, mm. uh, Russell Moore did occasionally say things like, I don't know, that Trump guy doesn't seem quite so great. 
Yeah, he believes all the things that Trump did. Yeah. He had the, what's so funny is he accidentally did have the lib criticism of Trump in that, like, I don't care what he believes, mm-hmm. but boy, the way he says it is not good, which is the same thing all your New York Times motherfuckers felt. Oh, yeah. And so, but he's different in that he also believes all the same yeah, exactly, things that Trump exactly. does. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, he, he is literally the, like, hey, I also want to outlaw women's yeah, right to control obviously. their bodies, do all these terrible things, ban, you know, uh, whatever. Let's not go there. All, vague, um, all vaguely horrible Ban shit. everything. Um, but, you know, he just says so many naughty words. I just don't appreciate that he was married a bunch of times and blah, blah, blah. Just like the, 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 like, the like most limp scold shit. Yeah. And so... As we covered on the show, yes. this resulted in uh, a member of the Conservative Baptist Network leading the charge to try to take him down via an investigation into spending in the ERLC, uh, mm-hmm. which was used for the airing of grievances, including, as we covered, uh, a totally debunked but still present claim that uh, the, Russell Moore was taking Soros money. I love this one the most. It's just very good. It's so funny. It's very good. Bringing I wish the he was. Bringing conspiracy theory <laughs> uh, stuff into it. Yeah, that would be cooler. That would be cool. It would be so funny. Um, as well as claims, like largely trumped up claims that people are refusing to donate to cooperative programs because of his involvement. And uh, they were going to introduce a motion to kick him out at the convention that's coming up next month. Wow. Uh, so in, in ahead of that, yes, Russell Moore decided to get the fuck out of Dodge and do what all people fleeing <laughs> their terrible denomination do, uh, become a public theologian for Christianity Today. Uh, Christianity Today, why? Uh, this is like the New York Times hiring, uh, well, every person that they hire. Yeah, but like exactly. Ezra Klein, it's mm-hmm. like, uh. uh congratulations to Ross Douthat, Douthat 2.0. Um, All right, that's pretty solid. Yeah, and what's funny about this is that to people like us that look at all these people as various shades of, like, militantly awful right-wing fools. Yeah. Uh, this They're is just various like, shades yeah, of, of Nazi course. red. Of course. Of course that's where he goes. Of course yeah. he goes to this thing that was founded by Billy Graham and has always been somewhat reactionary and similarly did a, like, yeah. the guy who was quitting got to say, hey, that Trump guy's not so swell on his way out, and then he had to quit. Uh, so, Yeah. But for the people in the conservative Baptist network, this is proof that, you know, he was always part of the liberal agenda because that their Christianity today, you can't trust it. It's just too darn liberal. Um, (laughs) Very special stuff. It does make you wonder who Christianity today is for now because white Christians pretty much white Protestants just believe in Trump now. So like who's reading? And we don't think Christianity today is really very good. No, so like, yeah. Who is it for? Who, who, who indeed? And I think that we're, I assume Ross Dauphin. You know, this is if we're if we're thinking of this uh, like a uh, equally uh, problematic and full of sexual assault Game of Thrones parody. Yes. yes. Um, the SBC does sort of have these different factions, and Russell yeah. Moore, uh, along with like JD Greer, represent this sort of failed uh, attempt to quote-unquote liberalize mm. uh, the denomination. And so uh, Greer came in, you know, trying, saying he was going to try to address the rampant sexual assault, right. uh, making some sort of like very weak but still present uh, support of Black Lives Matter yeah. Yeah, and, a and racial reconciliation, eyeball. like yeah. this idea that we need to carry this work forward. Uh, like, again, just the most Casper Milktoast attempt yeah. at this from fundamentally terrible people, as we've talked about a lot. But that's Pe- one way. People wing. who get pictures with Abby Johnson. And what we've discovered is that the SBC has spent the last four years um, seeking these people out, hunting them down, portraying them as filthy socialists, and now they're all on their way out the door. Like, Greer's done. He's yeah. served his two terms. He's out. Uh, Russell Moore leaving before they have a chance to fire him. Uh, and so now we're going to be left with... The current contest for the soul of the SBC, uh, which, again, implies it has a soul, which right. clearly it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, you have two fighters, really, heading into contention as we get to this conference. Uh, one of them is uh, Albert Moeller, a gentleman we've discussed on the show before. He is the president of Southwestern Baptist Theological University. Is it Southwestern or Southern? 
Oh, Southern. Yes, yeah. correct. President of Southern uh, Baptist Theological University. He's been a dean and a provost there. Uh, he re- has a daily reactionary morning show. Yeah, he's a fascinating guy. He's been a bigwig for a long time. Yeah, and he was originally a never-Trumper. Yeah, Who course. came out right before the election and said, you know, I still think this Trump guy says naughty things sometimes, but by golly, I'm going to vote for him. And then, you know heavy quotation marks here, condemned his participation in the January 6th thing, but then said he's still glad he voted for him. Like, that's Albert Moeller. Yeah, I looked cool guy. I looked at the list of things he's talked about just in the past week mm-hmm. on his morning show, The Briefing, uh, The Daily Grievance. Uh, let's see what we've got here. Lego commercializes the moral revolution by introducing LGBTQ set. Colon. We all need affirmation. But where can we truly find it? I'm very tired. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Another good one. Where can we find our true selves? And what is, in quotation marks, my truth? Demi Lovato announces new self-identification is (laughs) non-binary. I love how penny any of the culture wars get. There is no topic too too minuscule. I, I love that you're like... I believe I have the truth of the universe. I understand what God's revelation on earth is for me and humankind. Yeah. Cool. Wow. And then you're like, let's talk about fucking Demi Lovato's identification. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's relevant. Not unlike so many other things the SVC does. This is a man seeing a woman whose entire life has been being abused by men in positions of authority over her. Yeah. Who went through a ton of shitty... I don't know anything about Demi Lovato except that, like, whoo, that was not a good experience for her being a child star. Uh, But now you need to come out and yell at her. Yeah, uh, because you know what Jesus loved to do is, like, take people and yell at them through a culture war lens. Yep. Uh, Are there any... like, Samaritan... Let me tell you, all lives matter, not Samaritan lives matter. (laughs) That was Jesus. Spicy. Uh, Are there any conservatives left in the newsroom? (laughs) How the mainstream media is dominated by the far left. Yeah, that's that's what we think. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, what's gone missing in the United States, Zachary? Do you want to take a guess? What's missing? I assume it's the penis. (laughs) The American work like I said. <laughs> and the consequences will be huge. Maybe it is the penis. <laughs> <laughs> not not in my experience. Oh, man. So, yeah, just every single day you can tune in to hear yes. Moeller just doing culture war shit. He is absolutely that asshole. <laughs> like, so he's amazing. that bitch. Like, he is, in fact, that bitch. He is, in fact, that bitch. Uh, and he is still the heavily favored, you know, he's the yeah. institutional guy. Uh, he's been so present. I thought for years he had been SBC president at yes. one point. It but is actually a never surprising had that he has not, in fact, held that role yet. Yeah. Uh, because he is arguably more powerful than the president totally. is already yeah. as the current president. He always had more juice than J.D. Greer. Totally. But there's another contender. There is another and it just so happens to be, let me make sure I've got his name. I, did you appreciate my Yoda quote? <laughs> I didn't even hear your Yoda I quote. said, there is another. <laughs> you didn't even do a Yoda voice. That, that was a pretty good Yoda. Was it? I think it was. Was it? Listeners. It was, it was really good. Listeners. We appreciated uh, the weeks of people like uh, dropping lines to let Zach know how wrong he is about scheduling related issues. I'm not sure that's how that ended up for you there, buddy. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I did the tallies. I, I put uh, them in my uh-huh. voting machine and uh-huh. it came out with me in a surprising lead. I don't know what you'd be talking Weird. about. Weird. Uh, where what? I got the machine? Why would you ask those questions? <laughs> uh, Dominion voting machine, hello. Hello. Very useful tools, it turns <laughs> out. But now we need a ruling. Was that a good Yoda voice? I think the people will once again side with me. <laughs> Zachary, uh, president in exile of shitty Christians. So, the new contender, the new boy on the field, is one Mike Stone. The very same Mike Stone who led that inquiry into Russell Moore. Yes. And uh, one of the uh, founders of the Conservative Baptist Resurgence who want to uh, do a second conservative takeover of the SBC. Uh, from the conservatives? From the conservative takeover of the SBC. Like, nothing's changed, but they're it, like, mm. It's the meme of the Spider-Men all pointing guns at each other. It is absolutely 
that thing. Uh, so Mike Stone uh, announced that he is running. He was immediately endorsed by another shitty Christian's... Uh... Wait, so he's more conservative than motherfucking Moeller? Oh, he is significantly yes. more conservative than Moeller. And, uh, and he was immediately endorsed by Tom Askell, who is the founder of Founders yes. Media, the founder yes. of Founders Media Ministries. And he made that SBC documentary we watched on the pod about critical race theory. It was a it was a hustle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so this is this is the face of Baptists in sort of the post-Trump, post-Q yes. circle. And yes. I am very curious to see how successful he is. Is this a Jeb Bush versus Trump situation it in 2016? Is kind of a Jeb is versus Trump. Is this low Trump. energy Jeb? Uh, so I, I do think Mueller's got a little more juice than, than yeah, oh, Jeb 100%. ever could. 100%. For sure. It, I just always want to bring up Jeb It's Bush. much more of a like McCain versus Trump in terms mm. of like importance to the party. Yes. But it is, I mean, we've seen this over and over again. The Trump candidates win. The, what can the, I say? Like, I prefer seminary presidents who who don't get captured. <laughs> I prefer capturing seminary presidents. Parody, parody, <laughs> all in the game, Minecraft. Um, <laughs> in so it is. I I am curious to see how this goes Mull, because Mueller has this, a name recognition, of course, and and he is an institution, but. We have seen as the SPC keeps shrinking, it's only right. getting more ideological pure. And I do think that Mike represents in many ways the future of the denomination and that Moeller, by trying to sort of straddle the line yeah. between a more traditional conservatism mm -hmm. and the Trump era, has kind of shot himself in the foot. And there's a lot of there's a lot of accusations about flip flopping, about how he handles things. I mean, you're talking about the difference between a He's guy John Kerry. Uh, between the guy who's like, I'm gonna support Trump because abortion, and the guy right. who's like we were robbed. Trump deserves the White House. Like, okay, I love that we've reached a point in the SBC where it's now just about different levels of supporting Trump. Yeah. And, like, listen, not unlike the Capitol riots, am I happy when cops and assholes fight each other? Yes. It means they're not fighting us. Uh, they're continuing to eat themselves, and that's awesome. But I am very curious. What comes out of this eventually, I think, will be a much smaller denomination. There are predictions yeah, saying the SBC is going to, like, shrink by half over the next Whoa. four years, like if this keeps up. And, but I, I do think what you have at the end of that is going to be also very ideologically right. Yes. Uh, and the things that we see being fights aren't going to be fights anymore. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be like we said a couple weeks ago, the Church of Q, like completely. Yeah. Uh, this It's, I don't know if this is, we should get into this, but I'm kind of fascinated. I was talking with somebody about sort of like, this is relevant about like if Bernie had won in 2020, which I talk about too much, but let's, yeah, let's not yeah. go there. It's the only topic. Zach just wakes up in the morning, stumbles outside. He's just like, is Bernie president yet? We could have been a contender. <laughs> that was also Yoda. Uh, I mean, <laughs> anyway, and I was and, and this person was like, but the Democratic Party, the person I was talking with wouldn't have gone, gone along with Bernie. And I said, well, here, he would have had to honestly do what Trump did. Because mm -hmm. I, I'm endlessly fat. You know, he would have had to basically get rid of everyone that ran the DNC, which would be cool. Yes. cool. And, and then good. anybody like Joe Manchin that wouldn't get in line, you primary. You mm -hmm. primary the shit out of them. Yep. And it takes a few years. But, like, the entire – I think what's interesting is even in exile, so to speak, Trump still – Trump has completely coalesced mm -hmm. the right all the way down behind him. And he is now still the only topic of conversation. Oh, like, yeah. You run for or against and you have your power base for or against him, and that's it. And it is, you see completely, you know, even Kevin McCarthy, complete monster and piece of shit. When January 6th happened, it was like, that was a problem. Blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. That was not Yoda. <laughs> and, but now it's fully on board. Like, you know, I, January 6th is fine. I don't want to talk about it, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. You know, and he got rid of Liz Cheney. And again, Liz Cheney should be in, in you know, in chains. But, um, in Cheney's. And... <laughs> So dumb. Liz and Cheney's. <laughs> Liz and Cheney. Uh, Alice and Cheney's. Yeah. <laughs> Such a dumb joke. Okay. But, like, I think that sort of leads me. I'm so fascinated how completely even the SBC and evangelical America, it is, it is, it is, it is like you change the co the coding at the top and it is completely changed all the way down. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it is 
rippled all the way through. Yeah, at the risk of sounding like a lib who still <laughs> want to talk about Trump every five seconds, even though it's Biden doing all this right, shit Right, of course. But, like, Trump is still the head of the Republican Party. There is no question. Right. And, like, I eventually think that will mutate, mostly because he's old and yeah. he's going to die. And that'll be fun. <laughs> and that will be great. So funny. Uh, but uh, he absolutely is the king in exile and he's not even really having to try no he's not other than his like shitty statements he puts out every five seconds and the weddings he crashes and mar-a-longo like he's not doing shit but he's still just become what it means to be a republican yeah and and i think that's so fascinating yeah and that it's not even just it's it ripples through you know all all of it it Mm -hmm. ripples through even the sbc yeah, and uh, absolutely. I think more clearly than any other denomination, it ripples through the SBC that is now mm-hmm. fighting yeah. this exact same fight uh, in its ranks. And I'll be curious to see how it goes. Now, I think part of the reason that Mueller might be more successful is he's already much closer to a Trump figure than right. a lot of the old school Republicans were. Well, that's what's even amazing, right? Like that yeah. shows how completely Trump has won, is that the debate is not actually about Trump. Yeah, the it's about, is about levels of Trump. The levels yeah. of of loyalty and mm-hmm. fealty to Trump. Yeah. That is purely the to, debate among the right. To Trump and Trumpian projects, absolutely. Um, to tr- the Trump Q nexus, mm-hmm. if yeah. you will. And, and we see this boil over, like, you know, if we're talking about the influence of politics on the SBC mm. and the influence of the SBC on politics, this is all coming to a head with critical race theory, which yeah. has continued, as we've talked about on previous episodes, to be a major flashpoint in the denomination. Moeller... Uh, leading the charge with the head of all the other Baptist seminaries to declare it incompatible with the Baptist faith. It's, uh, and it's so watery. Critical race theory on its own is fine. I'm not against it. But it's so watery. It's basically, at almost always, at most in churches, like, sometimes black people have to deal with prejudice. Yeah, yeah. That the, is, like, as ba- that's as hard as it gets on you assholes, usually. Yeah, yeah. In terms of, like... You know, it's a, it's an analytical tool. It can yeah, be yeah, a lot yeah. of different things. But in terms of what this functionally means for something like the SBC, it's literally like acknowledging systemic racism exists with no demands on action or behavior with, or what. Without getting too much into it, I was in a conservative church not too long ago for a service. Um, Mistakes were made. And somebody was praying and mentioned, cr- prayed against critical race theory. Wow. Like it's really become this like catch-all. Yeah. In evangelical churches writ large. And it's a way to talk about BLM without talking about BLM. Right. It's a way to talk about the dangerous Marxist socialists, you know, pantheon. They uh, just do the same thing as ever, which they would never do with capitalism, but being like, it's not in the Bible, so it must be evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's weak tea nonsense. Uh, which is also why I am vehemently against, uh, let's see, it's a good animal. Which is why I also have to say, uh, biblically, I have to stand against guinea pigs. They don't appear in scripture. I'll fucking kill you. Same with spaghetti. Uh, But you know, this is the (laughs) reason. All right, that was pretty good. Same with consensual sex. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. That was pretty good. Uh... (laughs) Barely appears in scripture. That's all I'm saying. I was going to say, though, the reason I'm a communism, though, is because it is in scripture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely it is. Uh, Okay. So just to like bring this home as we get out of here, uh, the fight about critical race theory that is happening in the SBC is also being mirrored across a lot of state governments. Yes. Uh, and we have seen over a dozen bills in states recently trying to, and in some cases succeeding, in banning critical race theory from the classroom. This thing that barely exists anyway. Uh, and so like, let's see what we've got here. Uh, banning public and charter schools from engaging in conversations about race, racism, and slavery, even as part of their lesson on American history. Can you imagine, like, getting a lesson in American history and not talking about slavery? I mean, I kind of can because I went to public high school. Damn. Like, in many ways, this is about just keeping up the same level of propaganda and indoctrination that, like, we grew up in. Uh, I hate to be this guy, but we're, we really are splitting into two different Americas, and both of them are pretty bad. Because I love California, and it's marginally better, but it's still pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, for the record, one of my favorite things about all of these bills is that they borrow the liberal language of unity. Yes. Um, and so, like... That's so interesting. Governor Brad Little in Idaho declared that the tenets found in critical race theory undermine, exacerbate, and inflame divisions in ways that are contra- contrary to the unity of the nation and the well-being of the state of Idaho. Listen, I, I will say, pointing out all the ways that uh, things can be racist is probably bad for the well-being of the state of Idaho. Like, Idaho is going to be way better off. I mean, same California. Yeah, like, of course. Of course. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, pointing out all the racism might not go so well for, for the state of Idaho. Uh, 
Also in that legislation, ban on teaching that individuals by virtue of sex, race, ethnicity, religion, color, or national origin are inherently responsible for the actions committed in the past by other members of the same race, ethnicity, religion, color, or national origin. Which is hilarious because no one has ever said that. No one. Literally zero people. It, is, it betrays such a deep misunderstanding of the thing that it's against that like, okay, cool. No one ever said that you were literally responsible <laughs> for, like, the shit your grandfather did. Uh, but you didn't actually ban talking about the ways systems of oppression continue to pass down and these things get reinforced whether or not you were an intentional and active participant in it. Like, oh, you kind of missed the actual thing you wanted to shut them up about. Yeah, and I mean, it's rooted in this, this assumption from people on the right. There's There's two responses to racism from people on the right that, like, racism doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Things are fine. Yep. Which is in tragically the like le less fucked up version sure, like if yeah. you think things are fine you're an idiot but like maybe you're trying to not anyway let's, we don't have to go that much further into that or we don't want to fix it who cares yeah 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 that's it they're that like so they're just enshrining that sort of perspective which is more or less one perspective at the end of the day totally into law uh, and, and that has been the 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 category that has been the right since the late 80s being like we did it the civil rights act happened shut the fuck up yeah also we want to repeal the civil rights act <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly also also you're not allowed to vote yeah <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, in both cases, you were saying, I am comfortable with racism. One is just professing it from a point of view of ignorance, and yeah. the other one is from active intention. <laughs> like, and that's it. Yep. And Democrats are going to let them get away with it. Another one in Tennessee uh, says that we should not be talking about critical race theory, but what we should be talking about is American exceptionalism. <laughs> This is from Governor Bill Lee. We need to make sure that our kids recognize that this country is moving towards a more perfect union, and we should teach the exceptionalism of our nation and how people can live together to make a greater nation. And to not teach things that divide or pit Americans against Americans. So, like, I think what's so weird about that is, like, the American exceptionalist argument doesn't even feel like a thing anybody says anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, Trump like, literally ran on making America great again because to be a modern Republican, you have to say America is a piece of shit. America's a piece of shit. It also was never exceptional. Australia oh, and yeah, Canada I mean. are literally the same place. They <laughs> were founded. Yeah, and they fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, they're settler colonial states founded by a bunch of like Europeans who killed the native peoples. We're not even not only exceptional. We're the same as several other shitty countries. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and in some cases, managed to be shittier. A lot of cases. Uh, yeah, no, it, the American exceptionalism, I, I just love the dedication to like, no, we must continue to propagandize from our classrooms. I promise it's very important. Special. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you feel so fucking special? Your wages have been stagnant since the 70s, uh, and that's best case scenario. Oh, yeah. Then no. stack up all the other terrible things that are happening. Uh, don't imagine you if you were special? black your net worth as a black family has gone down in the last like i think 40 50 years of course of course uh we've had multiple huge huge massive economic depressions that primarily preyed on the poor and uh communities of color like, yeah and and, and democrat you'll never see democrats talking about that you'll never see them talking about the worth of black family oh yeah they they're gonna that's, bail out but the that's banks. violence but that's fucking violence yeah, but it is. yeah absolutely i mean and the violence comes from both sides, but it of comes course. from both sides. Yeah. Like, but Democrats Joe Biden bailed out the banks so that they yeah. could steal your home. There you go. That's, you know. <sighs> uh, and so, yeah, it, just as we connect this, like, what can feel like a very esoteric or even yes. theological argument yes. in the SBC, we can now see the ways that it connects directly yeah. to the violence that people want to enact uh, at the state level. Final note. Yes. Let's get out of here. That same governor, after he signed this bill into law in Tennessee, sent out a fundraising email. Uh, and I'm just going to read a little bit of it to you. Okay. So that same governor, after he signed that law banning critical race theory, uh, sent out a fundraising email. And he wanted to speak to his voters' concerns. So this is how it opens. Chick-fil-A has a sauce shortage. <laughs> I mean, I am worried about that. Yeah. And you want to know why? Because of Joe Biden's radical liberal policies. You are the governor of a state. <laughs> Have some fucking dignity. <sighs> so, so pathetic. Gas stations are having mass shortages. Prices are soaring. The cost of groceries is through the roof. And now Chick-fil-A has a sauce shortage. And who is paying the price? Everyday Americans. 
This is psychotic. <laughs> it's so. I will good. say we need to get out of here, but yeah. the, the I want to talk some soon about like the complete unhinging of the right from yeah. any kind of recognizable reality. Oh yeah, or I mean, material politics, even pretending. It's so good how like let's take that gas shortage just very briefly. Yeah. Uh, a, a major gas line got hacked. Yeah. Uh, shut down it for a couple days. There wasn't ever going to be a real shortage. Uh-huh. Maybe some limited access, but conservative pundits started freaking everybody out about it. Which led to a run on gas and an actual shortage in some places, briefly. Uh, And then they get to run on how that's Joe Biden's fault. The problem that never existed until they created it is now Joe Biden's fault. And like, listen, I love talking about Joe Biden's faults. I want to talk about Joe Biden's faults all day. So good. Um, But you know the thing that he is probably not as much responsible for? The fucking Chick-fil-A sauce shortage. (laughs) Just war crimes. Just war crimes, bro. So many war crimes. Uh, Abolish the SPC. My name is Michael Tabor. You can find me at Michael Tabor. I'm Zachary Allard. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard. Follow the pod at shitty underscore pod and leave us a review on iTunes so I can tell my mom to read them. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time.